I, I know that in the states, especially where there like place like places in the what the fuck do you call it the cul-de-sac or no the the come on help me out here the the places the suburban areas yeah. there's a pair like there's uh, organ specific organizations that are formed both by members but I guess owners of the particular community and then they tell you you know your grass has to be green or no more than 10 people can live in your house which sounds absolutely insane to me for a country who's like literally number one thing is uh, property is the holiest thing of all holies and yet they keep coming you and telling you how it should look how it should smell how many people get to live there if you get to pick put pink windows on your on your house or not or am i just uh, imagining some anti-american propaganda that i have internalized that is definitely there are these homeowner societies and these gated communities and part of the uh, conditions of ownership are that you give up <laughs> control over aspects of ownership so you're absolutely correct that this is you know fairly common so this idea of my home is my castle actually the deep dark history of some of those homeowner associations was that uh, they weren't about just trivial superficial things um, they were you know ways of ensuring that black people that people for a Jewish people if you look at some of these documents from earlier part of the 20th century when they started you know, creating these in like the 1930s through the 1950s is a lot of them, you know, talk about, um, you know, no Arabs, no Jews, no blacks, you know, and it's a way of making sure that um, these new like Midwestern cities that, that were developing, that the neighborhoods would be, you know, all white and that property values would stay high. So, you know, you have to sacrifice some of your rights over property, like who you can sell to. There would be these kind of limitations. You can't sell to people who are not uh, of a certain or who fit certain categories. And the idea was that it protected everybody else's, you know, property value. Mm -hmm. Because if one person, you know, who was Jewish or Armenian or God forbid black, um, you know, there goes the neighborhood. So I think that's the legacy for that kind of tyranny is you have to have some kind of fascism to make sure we can all be free. You know, like that's i.e. free from like other people we don't want you know, to associate with. Brilliant. And I'm guessing they can, to an extent, keep doing it. Just, for example, you you can just say, you know, I've just built this community as like a private, uh, you know, megacorp that just built uh, 600 houses. Uh, but we do not want to sell to everyone. You have to come and interview if you want to buy a particular house in our, in our neighborhood. And then you can just literally do the same thing, just, you know, uh, uh, based on, on your perceived idea of uh, uh, the race of the people that are coming to the interview, you just exclude them to a point. But I'm guessing there's some regulation now put in in order for you uh, not to be able to do it to a full extent. So they probably fulfill like some minimum quotas and probably give uh, some of the parts of the property which uh, they consider uh, less valuable to personas non grata and so on. But, you know, that's just me me thinking of if uh, me, me activating my uh, like my dormant racist brain and being like, how would I do it if I if I owned a, a suburban area? But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's 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 interesting that the least to say and uh, depressing. Yeah, you um, think you think ci uh, Civil War Block 7 is is bad, you know, like wait till you, you know, put the wrong uh, color curtains in your window in one of these places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll appreciate my, my grandmas a lot more now. I've got nothing to add to that. I grew up in a forest, so, <laughs> you know... People didn't know what color your windows and your blinds were because they oftentimes couldn't even see your house from the road. So I, mm. I have nothing much to add on that. And of course, now I live in a apartment building in, in Russia, so I, nobody can see my windows up here either. Exactly right. See, you, you, you picked the, the correct transition. You went from, I'm assuming, a very rural life in the U.S. I, I literally grew up on a ski hill. Ah, uh-huh, Okay. Like when I say right. literally, okay, I mean it was on. two blocks away from the ski jump on the top of the ski hill. Oh damn! All right. <laughs> well, then you moved to the right place. You basically moved to the same place, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is cold here, so you know, like it's only the beginning of December, and we've already had minus forty wind chill. And I say minus forty oh, because geez. it doesn't matter if I say Celsius or Fahrenheit at that point. It's true in both cases. <laughs> uh, but. You know, my plan eventually is to move back out of the city and, and into the, the rural area and somewhere of Russia. But, you know, <laughs> rural Russia, and when it's this cold, it'll be fun. And it will be fun also, but please do protect yourself from frostbite and make sure oh, to Oh, I already get, had I it know. this year. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. My, oh, jeez. I mean, not, not bad. It was just a bit of frost nip. I know that this is mm-hmm. audio only, so the listeners can't see, but my, my nose has been peeling for the last few days because, of course... With it being Henry, I see wind chill minus 37, so I decide to go out for a three-hour walk in the forest. And, you know, eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, not, not only are you channeling Lennon with the with the beard, which, by the way, is fabulous, absolutely fantastic. Oh, I pre- the, appreciate it, the, the, pe- the people at home can't see it, but it is marvelous. Not only do, are you channeling him through the beard, but you're also channeling him in the uh, in the physical activity sphere, because he, too, was very fond of those long walks in the <laughs> in Siberian winters. In- indeed he My was, God. and if you look at pictures of him in the wintertime, he also is criminally underdressed for the the conditions yeah, exactly. very often. Oh my God! And so uh, I'm I'm one for bundling up fairly well when I go out into the forest. But the first time of the year when it gets really cold, I also intentionally go out with a little bit less than I need. That way, I kind of like shock my body into it, and then the rest of the winter is smooth sailing. But this isn't any colder than what I grew up with either. Like my hometown is just this cold the same. When, when it if it if it reaches zero degrees, I I implode. <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> All right, I am definitely uh, I'm a warm warm weather guy. I I couldn't. You're a stronger man than I. Uh, keep enjoying it. Please keep. Uh, well, come uh, come and visit up. anytime. I know. I'm looking at my weather right now, and the wind chill right now is a balmy minus twenty three. So it's a good oh, wow. time to come you know, right now. Practically summer. Yeah. Practically so. I'll, I'll be sure to come my tropical it's fit. It's the warmest it's been in a couple weeks, so... <laughs> it's the only place that you want to leave your groceries out so that it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's true. Again, in my hometown, when it would get close to the holiday season, there's no... with. I grew up in a family of six, and, you know, the extended family would often come in and stay with us and stuff like that. So we would have, like, 10 or 12 people in the house at a given time. And uh, there's no way you can fit that much food for, uh, and half my family's Italian. There's no way you can fit that much food in the house. So we would use the garage to store most of the food in the in the winter time. So yeah, that's a that's a very, you know, reminiscing experience for me. Absolutely, I have I have ten jars of pickles and like uh, five liters of uh, homemade rakia, literally just sitting out on my balcony. And I'm sure half of the building does the same. The second it hits uh, minus temperature. And I don't know if it's probably a placebo effect. And our scientific Hakim is going to come in and say it is. But it's different <laughs> when it's chilled in the fridge. 
and when it's chilled outside it's just I will agree it's just different <laughs> and, and you know the perfect absolutely perfect thing when you go uh, uh, picnicking or something somewhere and you're bringing I don't know your sodas or your beers or whatever you prefer and you put them in uh, like you put some rocks and then uh, you put your, your beers or your sodas in the chill uh, river water afterwards it just clicks better you know yeah. but it's uh, not sterile that's why yeah I guess the potential the potential of an amoeba amoeba infection <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, there you go. You fucking ruined it. keeps it yeah. spicy. Oh. Just, just a little uh, bit I, I of Giardia amongst friends yeah. is what really adds, adds to it. <laughs> exactly.